1: VR training platforms, like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International, are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients.
0: As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop.
2: Learn more at meta.com Metaverse Impact. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? Uh, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that, shoot that!
4: Hello, welcome inside Hour 2, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Now, if, 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 the, if the open is to be believed, let's be honest. If I'm the Aaron Rodgers of this show, Harmon is the Chase Claypool of this show. So you're a Harmon. you? I'm sorry, too too soon on Chase Claypool. Wow, (laughs) I was the only one with the guts to name him, and
5: then finally today, Chase Claypool is out on the field.
6: It's true. Well, I don't know. He won't be for long. (laughs) If you're to believe anything, I mean, even Eberflus. Yeah, I I don't know. We got to look into that. At least
4: his ankle works. Yeah, he backed you know, really nicely. You just wait, man. You wait until somebody gets. You just wait. Yeah, just what are you going to say?
5: Put it out you, there. You, Come on, you I dare keep
4: you. Tempting fate. Just keep tempting fate. Just hey. keep doing it. Just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. Just keep tempting. 75 seconds, Jason. You watch. You watch. That's going to be the title of Aaron Rodgers' year with the Jets. 75 seconds. That's <laughs> the title of your book. book. Rich Samini's writing that book. 75 seconds. So yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Things that have lasted Jets. longer than
5: Rodgers' 23 seasons. This is
4: 75 seconds. Now, I'm going to give you a really big, bull prediction on Rodgers here in a second. But, obviously, today... For Rodgers, look, we're still in the after effect. This is day three of Aaron Rodgers out for the season. Uh, Puts on an Instagram post. He's going to rise yet again. Uh, Robert Sala says, I fully expect him to try to come back and play. I'd be shocked if he retired. But a bigger thing to take this conversation in a different direction is we really want him around the team. I'm hoping when he is ready, he can come back and be around us. And right now, he's working through stuff, and Rodgers is trying to figure out what's next. He has not scheduled a date for surgery. Uh, He's still trying to figure out just how he wants to go forward, still dealing with the fact that, hey, guess what? You're not playing football at all this year, and who knows if you get to play football again. At some point, the Jets are going to want him back around. And I'll tell you this much. He is absolutely 100% going to be a huge presence on the Jets' sideline. The entire season when he decides to it's probably not going to be this week. The Jets have to learn to get along without him a little bit. You know, Bill Parcells had this big quote. He never wanted injured players around the team because he never wanted a reminder of who's not there. But Rogers has become such a presence and and he's instilled the Jets with a belief in themselves. Hey, we can win. We can we got eight now. That just him being around is going to help. Just being able to pick his brain is going to help. You saw during hard knocks, Garrett Wilson, Sauce Gardner couldn't get enough of hanging out with a guy and hearing him talk football. And Zach Wilson says amazing things about Aaron Rodgers. He's helped me here. He's helped me with this. Uh, the Jets are going to have him around, and trust me, he's going to be on the sideline right next to right next to Robert Sala. You know, on the headset uh, with Nathaniel Hackett, getting game plans ready. It will almost seem like he's playing, except he's not going to be. The cameras will cut to him all the time during games. He is going to be extremely visible on the Jets. You think we haven't seen Rodgers again? Uh-uh. You're going to see him all over the television, partly because he likes the attention and he's not going to be not around football for a whole year. I, I, look. I'll tell you the truth. The guy's not going to know what to do with himself. He's going to be, i got to find some way. But you will see him every single Sunday. He will be there. He'll be a very visible member of the Jets. They're still going to talk to him after games, during the week leading up to it. He is going to be a huge presence, and it's going to be a good thing for the Jets, even though he's injured, that he's around. Trust me.
6: Yeah, he intrigues me in that regard of, like, what role does he take on? You know, does he go to Hackett and just say, get out of the way, I am the captain now? Right, the pupil has become the master. Beat it. We don't need you anymore. Sean Payton was right. I, I don't know. All of that could come down, but Robert Sala, I think it would be to his detriment because we, you know, everybody would recognize what you and I have all along. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is the coach of this team now. <laughs> it's not just I am the captain. No, no, no. I am. It, it's my squad. But the curiosity in the relationship with Zach Wilson is just remembering that, you know, with Zach Wilson, for all of the collegiate accolades, it's been a rough transition thus far. I think we can all stipulate to that. And even in this last game, a couple of big throws, one that looks like a great three-yard TD pass because of what Garrett Wilson was able to do. But otherwise, it's going to be he's going to face a lot of zone defenses and you're going to really have to lean on Hall and Cook to keep things flowing. Right. So uh, how much do you do? You lean back into where Aaron Rodgers, you know, is, is in his ear? Because it's one thing to throw a, a deep ball and get your 57 yard completion in a preseason game where the only consequence is, damn, that didn't work. Whereas now it's, oh, we just gave up field position position and we gave the ball uh, and turned it over in our, our territory or, or whatever the case may be right so those kind of things to where maybe the the old adage of the superstar coming in over the coach and then expecting them to be able to replicate what you've done all your career uh the potential for chaos is there as for the just general influence yeah i mean you see what all the young guys are posting and you know they're heartbroken to not work with them it's it's really a, a curious like he came in and like the speech he gave in Denver and everything else, now he's like a guru that came in and and brought them to some other level of consciousness and confidence uh, at the pro level. So you want to have that positivity positivity around, but there's also that fear that now we're still talking about the backup quarterback a lot on game day. Is is that a help or a hindrance in
4: the long run? I I think the more – to, 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 to button this, the more that he can take the pressure off of Zach Wilson, I think the better it is if we 're talking about it it 's keeping Zach Wilson out of the out of any extra exposure to the spotlight that would probably be detrimental for him. He can suck up some of that energy and let the guys just go play I mean he 's going to be a positive influence on the team for for all of those reasons. And and while you see him there, and again, I know we we've gotten into this a little bit before, but I'm telling you, sooner rather than later, and maybe it's with the Jets in a couple of years. Aaron Rodgers is going to be an NFL head coach. He will go if he wants to be. He will go. But here's the thing: he will go right from playing to being an NFL head coach. You see it in Hard Knocks, the relationship he has with the players, the instant cachet. Young guys just in the league a year want to come up and glean any kind of information they can from him. Garrett Wilson, Sauce Gardner, anybody. What do you got? What do you got? What do you got? Do you got? Zach Wilson, what do you got? What do you got? The coaches love him, right? He, he may, you, you saw him on the sidelines during, during Hard Knocks. He looked like the head coach then. No, but sure. the, the, the knowledge that he has, the overall, On drugs and tea, especially, overall, yeah. I mean, you, you want to go anywhere. He's going to be your guy for ayahuasca 100 but it's I, I i see where you're going your question going to be yeah if he wants he's got a lot of other stuff going on he likes to um you know he likes his own time to go do different things and is he really going to have it in him to be a guy that shows up at the uh at, at florham park or wherever he's going at eight o'clock in the morning and right. leaving at nine o'clock at night but here's the thing he will be one of those new age new way success stories That will blow out of the water what you think about what an NFL head coach needs to be. And if you think I'm wrong, look at Deion Sanders with Colorado. Deion Sanders shows up. Does Deion Sanders have a great system? No, he hired a guy with a great system. Deion rides around in a golf cart, you know, shouting out instructions at practice. He talks to guys, and he and he's able to recruit. Already the number one quarterback recruit in the country wants to look at Colorado after what he's done. Dion is doing it in a non-popular way, almost kind of like the, the John Henry speech from Moneyball. Hey, you're threatening lives. You're threatening the way people do things, and they've always done it this way. You're threatening lives. You're threatening jobs. Yeah, Dion's doing it a different way where it's, wait a minute, maybe you can be a successful head coach doing it Dion's way. You don't need to be a guy that scraps all the way up and becomes a coordinator and pays his dues and comes in and puts in his own system. No, you can be someone who, hey, my strengths are X, Y, and Z, and I have no problem delegating the rest of it to somebody else. That's the kind of head coach Aaron Rodgers is going to be. He's not going to be a guy that's at the ball all the time, every single day, but is he going to delegate? Is he going to be a guy that has the final call on things? Is he going to be the guy that that mentally gets the most out of a player because he's going to coach them in their head, uh, like the, like Greg Popovich has done, talked about it during his Hall of Fame speech. That was a big thing for Popovich. I always coach the guys up here. I coach the guys up here. Uh, that's the kind of head coach he's going to be. He's not going to be one of the, ah, I'm going to do it, and, and just like everybody else. No, he's going to be a new age, new way, way to do it, and it's going to put the, turn the NFL on its ear, but he's going to succeed because he's got the cachet. He's got the knowledge. Players will flock to him. The coaches will listen to him. We'll give them autonomy to do what they need to do. That's going to be the head coach Aaron Rodgers is. And we're going to go, whoa, whoa, whoa. This completely turns on its ear, the impression I've had of an NFL head coach for basically the last 40 years. All right, you have the new age guys coming in now, the Mike McDaniels and the, you know, the more analytics coaches. And okay, that's a little bit different, but that's still kind of a, a, an evolving of where head coaching is going and managers where they are in Major League Baseball with analytics. Uh, Rodgers is going to say, hey, this is what you think a head coach is? Watch me be successful, and I'm going to do everything, 180 degrees of how you think it needs to be done.
6: No, I dig that you're in that headspace, and that's cool. I think he's more likely to become an alternative healer like Tobolowski on Seinfeld. Look at me! I'm a mutant! And, and that kind of thing, where he builds a commune, and you're coming in and trying his uh, different services and, and whatever the latest thing is, the next evolution from Ayahuasca. But in the interim we're on the team this year, do we get to do, like, uh, we, we couple them QB1 and 1A like you do in a horse race, right, where you've got two horses under the same entry, so then uh, Zach Wilson doesn't actually have to meet the media after games? All. Hey, uh, Aaron, what did Zach see on that play?
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, Zach's not here, so I'm gonna tell you what he saw. All right, just a just little bit. Well, let but that's just right it.
6: Now. It's not even the Marshawn Lynch. I'm a, I'm here so I don't get fined. So legitimately, well, we're we're coupled because I, I kinda tell him what to do in his headset. <laughs> so I'm going to speak for what I thought should have been the play and should have been
4: the release <laughs> on this play. But but you could see you could see Rodgers. No, like, uh, sure, it, it, it uh, jumps off the off screen season, at you. It jumps off the screen at you. Watching him in Hard Knocks, it jumped off the screen. He looked like the head coach. He looked like he he's got all the traits you need already yeah. to be the head but coach. He, no. But he
6: also looked like a guy who was like a little kid reborn. So, as much as the coach thing was there, I think he was just happy to be with a new set of guys as well as the five guys that he brought that were his guys or 10 guys or whatever it is on the roster. I lost count after a while. But the rest of it was there's no backstory. There's no history. There's no angst. There's no, hey, you didn't show up for off-season workouts. You didn't threaten to retire on any of them. So none of them have any animus. Maybe you didn't sign the footballs that they needed for their kids' birthday parties. I don't know. Whatever the case is, it's a it's a new roster, so it felt like hey, I've got a clean start. Like you just moved cross country, right? You burned it all down, you sold everything off, and then you yeah, you go and you hide. It's like didn't you used to be no, nope. nope. <laughs> You have no, no idea who I am. That's
4: the Aaron Rodgers I got out of Hard Knocks. Nah, I'm telling you, sometimes, sometimes you have to just find your love of something again, Mike Harmon. Sometimes you go away, and sometimes you Ready find your love of it again. take a it chance happens again. Look, look, I'll tell you really quick. When I left radio to go to NFL Network, when I left ESPN to go to NFL Network, I really wanted to do TV. I really wanted to do it, and I needed a break. I wanted a break from radio. I'd done it for a long time. Kind of frustrating uh, the last couple of years at ESPN when I was there for a bunch of different reasons, but I needed a break. And, and it was good because – after after three years away and, and and doing TV and doing that, I'm like, okay, TV's kind of fun, but boy, I really mi- you know because I was a host, I'm like, I really miss giving my opinions as much as I used to. I kind of yeah. miss that. You well, so also it, worked I mean, with
6: no, a couple of jackasses that yeah. you needed to be away from. But that's all uh, you, know, uh, you know <laughs> you know you said and <laughs> and it, and it yeah. brought you me for a decade. Yeah. Hey, by you know, right, the nice way, you also nice compared guy. yourself to Rogers.
4: <laughs> yeah, and now I get I get I get pork shoulder and I and I get brisket and coffee and everything. Else. No. You find your love, and I, if I find, I really want to get back to that. That's what I really love to do, and that, that's how he. He's got that love again. Jets head coach Aaron Rodgers. Get get used to it. Yeah, Jets head coach Aaron Rodgers. Look you comparing yourself to Rodgers. And he sure.
6: staged a bloodless coup on Robert Sala in the sure. same
4: breath.
6: <laughs> Jets <laughs> Robert, coach leave, Aaron right? Rodgers. You're gonna leave, right? Yeah. Okay, hey Robert. Great, thanks, yeah, yeah, you'd like to be my DC, right?
4: Yeah. <laughs> After <laughs> a couple of years, yeah, sure. Here. What's next, Aaron
5: Jason? You're gonna beg us to take pictures of you like Rodgers?
4: <laughs> no, no. Come on, man. No, no, no. I'm going. You know, I'll take you to a darkness retreat, lock the door, and leave you there. That's what I'm gonna do. That got dark. <laughs> It's supposed to be. It's
6: a darkness retreat. No, no, no. That's why I used the term I did. It would be a
5: lot worse if you stayed. So, yeah, I would would hope you'd leave me there.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long.
4: Do the Carlton. You know, 30 years ago, you played this song. Oh, Tom Jones. Now you play the song. Oh, it's Carlton.
6: It's Carlton. How dare you? It's all about Tom Jones. One of the finest shows I've ever
4: seen in my life. It's never about Tom Jones. It's It's always about about, Tom Jones. It's about Carlton. Now, if you played this for anybody, people would go, oh, this is the Carlton song. Nobody says it's Tom Jones. He still induces screams and applause
6: and the uh, disengagement of Garment's like listen, no other. Listen,
4: here's how long it's been. Alex Tyshirt It's been doesn't, doesn't even know who Carlton is. Forget about no Tom idea. Jones. He has no idea what Carlton is and that was just a, you know, 15 20 years ago. He has no idea.
5: Wasn't he the catcher for the White Sox?
4: What? <laughs> <laughs> I want to know who gave you that information, Alex Tyshirt. What information? Who gave you that really fast in your ear? Cuz there's no way you just came up with I that. I thought of that myself. There is that- <laughs> <laughs> yeah of all the stuff i don't know about sports yeah <laughs> just came to mind you know that he played the last half of his career at the chicago white Sox. pretty good i mean mind, i'm right?
5: just somewhat knowledgeable
4: came yeah, over no. part
6: of the in 1981 was his first year thank with the white Sox. You. well
5: i was gonna say it was either that or it was the subdivision to carl's jr
6: it could be yes the carlton hey. Hey, I will tell Ooh, you It's that- like
4: elevated, like it's great. Yes. worthy. Yes. Hey, the you want to know one of the top five most underrated sandwiches of all time? Is oh, the don't Jr. even say this. The Carl's Jr. Crispy Chicken. Oh, top five most underrated fast food sandwiches of all time carl's jr crispy chicken your palate
5: is oh, more broken man. than aaron Rodgers' ankle mm-hmm.
4: you know what i could be wow. i could be like a guy fieri for hot, for fast food like that's me like i like like hey do i have a refined palate can i can i find you know oh this rose tastes like this no i couldn't do that can i say oh you know i really get the goju jang in this and like oh the sun chokes were great no 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 but i could say hey these fries are mealy matter oh wait these fries these are the great uh, no i think i could do that i got the name for your show you ready I, I can do it what's it called
5: diners drive-ins and
4: die <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like what the name of the show would be if they did it on the simpsons see mine diners, is gonna be the hobo, hobo way <laughs> with mike Harmon.
6: we uh, eat on uh, the cheap going across the highways and byways of america
4: we have another quarterback not named aaron Rodgers, to get to but first uh, big news out of major league baseball uh surprise and shock Max Scherzer is out for the rest of the regular season with a muscle strain. And according to general manager Chris Young, he is unlikely to pitch in the postseason after this injury. Remember, the Rangers landed him from the Mets, their big trade deadline acquisition for Luis Angel Acuna, who is now the number one prospect in the Mets organization. And you know what? It's not about the money because the Mets don't care. They're paying $30 million for Scherzer next year, but it's money. Steve Cohen doesn't care. Now suddenly you look at the Mets making the right move. Hey, we traded a guy because what did I say was the biggest thing for Scherzer and Verlander? Can you count on them for next season? It's not about the money. It's when you pencil guys in at the top of your rotation and it doesn't work out. You're stuck because you're banking on these guys playing, and they didn't. You can't bank on guys like Max Scherzer. I told you how it was going to go for Scherzer and the Mets. The first year was going to be the best year. The second year was going to be a little bit worse in the first year, and the third year of his contract next year is going to be worse in the second year. Well, kind of like the all the Hunger aging. Games movies, right? Well, Hunger Games, yeah, first the, Hunger Games was great. Second one was almost as good as the first one. Third one was almost as good as the second one. That's how it's going to go. And that's where you are for Max Scherzer.
6: The way it works for all old pitchers that aren't even uh, aren't uh, either connected to something, maybe uh, ratted out by a rod or something, uh, or the or your Nolan Ryan. Otherwise, uh, Father Time comes and gets you fast. Unless you reinvent as a full-on junk baller and, and just pitch at 65 miles an hour. I'm looking at you, Jamie Moyer, you stud, you. Uh, otherwise, everybody else falls apart. Power pitchers, no question about it, and. When you got a guy like Cohen, you got very few uh, organizations that can handle it this way. What's that cost us? All right, up hot dogs a dollar. Yeah, but in Atlanta, you know, football they did this thing. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I, I, I the, give me an extra buck uh, for the hot dog. We're in New York. They're already over ten bucks. So what's another dollar? <laughs> once you crack that barrier, it doesn't matter. But yeah, you, you move on from veteran pitchers, especially once you see that your season is gone to hell.
4: Yeah, move on. Good move. Yeah, and, and, and look, and, and now that you're looking at next year saying, okay, now we're going to go with other players and other people who could be our one and two pitchers, and we don't have to worry about hoping Max Scherzer is still the guy. And, and look, Scherzer, the same way. You watched him pitch this year. He was okay, but it took him five starts to figure out his slider. He was suspended. He was out of the lineup. Now he's missing the rest of the season. You're going to go into next year. Texas is going to go, man, we feel like the Mets from a couple of years ago. No DeGrom. We don't know what we're going to get out of Scherzer. This is insane. We're You know, these are two guys we 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 spent a lot for in both money and prospect-wise, and we can't bank on either of them. And Texas was the feel-good story for the first two-thirds was, of the baseball season. It yeah. was look at Texas. Look at their run differential. Look at their offense. How well they are. And you look at the Rangers right now and they are trying desperately to hold on to being a wild card. Yeah, no, that's
6: completely a horse race as you're coming around and down the stretch. They come and you're doing everything you can to keep hugging the rail. So you run a shorter distance, but your your horse is exhausted. They got nothing left, man. And now you lose uh, a guy that was in your rotation. And yes, diminished, but still a name like we're watching that across baseball. Hell, we're watching it after week one of the NFL season already. Mm -hmm. Uh, The war of attrition is on. Uh, But the Rangers were a hell of a story for a while. And now we move on to the inevitability of Braves and Dodgers and Astros
4: and question mark. Twitter and how about a fresca. Mike gets swollen down the Jason Smith show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. See, maybe the Mets did do it right. Banking no, on they pitching. didn't do nothing right. Always they gave a Scherzer a
5: billion dollars. No, they were well, you
4: know, they still down. We think you're great. For Pitch for us. 30 million for Scherzer. That's
6: nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, look, I, I get it. You want to reduce it just to the, the dollars and cents. In the end, it's opportunity cost and the fact that your team still sucked. Yep. Because <laughs> you had
4: expectations. Yeah. I did not. But when the expectations didn't work, they pivoted, and it was boy. You let these guys go. You you yeah, said yeah. the money doesn't that only, matter. that, only, yeah, that only The money you off doesn't the matter hook so
6: far. You're still at a negative because the season's lost. And oh, Braves of course the lost. And the when, Braves just won another division but when it title. Came time,
4: and they mocking well, you and laughing at you. Yeah, oh, you know, I, I forget the Braves. No, but when, when it comes time to we had to make a decision, and we have to decide: do we stick with these guys or move on? Because if we stick with them, we're going to next year saying Verlander and Scherzer. Nope, can't do it. Can't can't bank on those guys. You can you you spend the money out and you move on and you get to some place where hey we're more confident or at least we're not holding out out hope and holding our breath going we hope we can do li- rely on Scherzer because if those guys aren't there you're screwed right the guys we had penciled in to be the top two starters you're nope, screwed they're, oh, whether they're there okay. or not no we're fine we're gonna get a there's a bunch of starting pitchers there's a bunch of innings eaters the Mets are gonna get a couple we're gonna be I mean, fine Lucas Giolito is gonna, gonna be available good. how much you gonna pay him. He, he, could, he may, I think he's still available now. He may wind up being on, like, five teams this year.
5: You want Lance Lynn? I'll give you Lance Lynn. <laughs> hey, Lance Lynn was a boss for you
6: last yeah. night, man. Dude, it's the yeah.
5: Padres. I could shut them out. Yeah,
6: maybe,
4: maybe the Mets S- knew what they were Speaking of bad, bad maybe, money. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I told you, banking on starting pitching. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with
0: Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more.
2: 466,
4: 466, AFC Offensive Player of the Week. And still on Wednesday, he gets a question at his press conference by reporters. Hey, uh, are people still saying you can't throw the ball deep? right? And Tua says, I don't care, man. 466 is that's what it is. If I can't throw deep, thanks. Now – this tells you all you need to know about the biggest thing Tua tonga is going to have to handle the rest He's of his He's turning career. into LeBron James. He knows is, his stats. Is there, well, he does know his Well, that's just 466. He didn't say, well, you know, 466 and a 64% completion percentage and a quarterback rating of 129.1. I mean, I, I don't know if I had a great week or not. He just said 466. Right? So he gets 466. But... The biggest thing he's got to learn how to handle is is from the beginning. You and I talked about Tua. He's going to be good. Just got to give him time. I don't get where this negativity for Tua is. Give him time. Believe in him. Let him go. But the Dolphins, they didn't want to hold on to him. They were looking to trade him. And now finally, very reluctantly, oh, yeah, Tua's our guy. And you realize, hey, wait a minute. Two is a pretty good quarterback, right? Now, his health is a different thing, but the talent on the field is what we're talking about right now. Staying healthy, yes, that's a big deal, but the talent on the field. The biggest thing he's got to handle the rest of his career as he becomes a star in the NFL is that he's the new Dak Prescott in that whatever he does will never be enough for the fans, the media, and analysts and pundits. He's going to have to be okay with his name being dragged through the mud, whether he throws for 466 and wins the offensive player of the week award, or if he throws for 175 and a touchdown and three picks, no matter what, no matter what, he can't do enough. You're talking about a guy getting criticized after having an unbelievable opening week. But this is par for the course for Tua. No one's ever believed in him. Yeah, he's great. He's our guy. But no one's ever full-throatedly, yes, the Dolphins couldn't even, a couple years ago, couldn't even get a big statement saying, Tua's our guy when Brian Flores was the head coach. He's the new Dak Prescott. He whatever he does. Never going to be enough for anybody. If the Dolphins don't win the division, why is it, what, what's Tua not doing? If the Dolphins win the division, losing the playoffs, what did Tua not do in that game? They make it to the Super Bowl, what did Tua not do? They win the Super Bowl. Hey, Tua could have played better. You, I hope, just watch what Dak Prescott's been happening to him the last few years because that's his, that's his career now. He's the next Dak Prescott. He's going to be the guy that no matter what, he never and he can't do enough. It's not fair, but this is the way it goes and this is what he's got to get used to and that's the biggest thing he's got to learn how to handle because you could tell he's a little bit sensitive. He hears stuff like this, you know, being able to say I threw for four sixty six. You know, it's sensitive to him a little bit, but he's got to learn to block that out and deal with this man because that's the biggest thing that he's got. Everything else is fine. They'll, they'll move the offense around a bit. He's able to take advantage of Tyree Kill when you worry the Tyree Kill was gonna just run too far for Tua to throw the ball to. You can maneuver your offenses around a quarterback and, and his level of arm strength. You can do that. He's gonna be just fine. But can he deal with this? Can he deal with being told you suck even no matter what kind of game you have? That's the biggest question he's gotta answer.
6: Yeah, I mean, with this one, it was the, well, deep ball, whatever. Because you gotta, you got to pick holes, right? You're always looking for what's the next thing. Because people start pointing out yak and whatever. And, and as we've talked about, uh, earmuffs, Frostberg, uh, the amount of time that Tyreek Hill was just sprinting around like a, a kid in a spring uh, flower field uh, on Sunday afternoon, uh, that's got to go. I mean, but it's... It's either that or his health. I, th- I think I'd rather have him have to bristle at questions about his arm strength and accuracy or whatever folks want to do downfield as opposed to, are you afraid when the guy's coming at you? You know, you saw that clip of Geno Smith when Aaron Donald was going to hit him. Does, is that what goes on in your head? Like, Would you rather have that or, or hey, you, you can't throw it far enough because Tyreek's really fast? <laughs> I think I'd rather have the latter and just be He's able to fast, smile man. at him. I got to throw it right away. He's too but fast. like Legitimately, right? Because <laughs> coming into the year, what's the question about him? It really wasn't anything about the player at this point. It's, will the player be available and was his kung fu or whatever the hell else he was doing this offseason? Right? You got the two interesting parallels. He's doing everything he can to be Elvis uh, and doing all the, the theatrics so he, he can learn to take a hit better, not land on the back of his head, all of those things when he gets pushed. And then you got Aaron Rodgers and the ayahuasca tea and darkness retreats. I mean, you want <laughs> to talk about a contrast in styles, expectations, etc. But for, for Tua, I mean, this is fun. You get to throw up the, the data point, but I do see your, your Dak Prescott part of it is that, you know, the expectations are there for great things in this offense. Mostert's banged up a little bit, so we'll see about his availability uh, for this week. But, but certainly with Waddle and with Hill downfield, you're expecting McDaniel to be a wizard and put up points. So on games that they struggle, if, if the defense comes to play, then, yeah, you're still going to have the Dak Prescott numbers like they did after the 40 to nothing burial of the of the Giants. Hey, he only had 143 yards, but he but he didn't need to do anything. <laughs> but He didn't need to. So, again, you can't excuse. Uh, there's there's enough dopes in our business. Let's just put it that way, that you're always going to have someone trying to find uh, the salacious and sexy angle, which is nonsensical in the grand scheme. Did you get a W? That's it.
4: Nah, doesn't Not it's not going to be enough. What he does, never enough. That's like a problem, LA Gunsen in 1991, kills me. It's never enough. It's never enough. Uh, Tonight's show brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Well, coming up next, we've talked about a lot of shocks coming off of week one in the NFL heading into week two. But maybe the biggest thing that both Mike and I were shocked about we got that coming up next right here. And not the Jets winning. No, 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 no. no that the was a biggest shocker. thing. I mean, that, right that did more to my heart than that drink did yesterday. <laughs> Jason and Mike. Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Tonight's show brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Well, there was a lot of shocking results week one in the NFL. We've talked about them last night. Maybe the most shocking The Jets winning, yeah. Yeah, wait. True. Jets are one and zero. There's two columns. Frostburg. There's a win column. There's a loss column. Jets are one and zero. Just wait till Tua throws
5: for 1466 on you guys.
6: I think what happened in the year 1466. Let's go back. That's the year.
4: That's the year the new Yellowstone show is going to be in. We're going to have Yellowstone 1466. that. Going all the way back to the back to the great 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 great. Okay. So there's a lot of shocking things. And we talked last night, the most shocking thing team-wise was the Seahawks getting boat raced by a Rams team that is talented enough to compete for the number one overall pick in the draft. That was really surprising. But the biggest surprise of an individual to both Mike and I, same thing, same thing, Brian Dable and the Giants, who just showed up, didn't even look like they were ready to play, they lose forty to nothing to the Cowboys, and to add insult to injury, stars uh, star Micah Parsons on his Edge with Micah Parsons podcast earlier today was really surprised and called out the Giants for not protecting Daniel Jones more. And, and he doesn't mean, hey, I'm calling out your offensive line. You didn't protect him enough. We sacked the guy seven times. No, no, no. He means you didn't protect him and get him out of the game, what he should have gotten out. Take a listen. It's not benching. It's called protecting your guy. You know, something I thought the Giants should have done. I don't think Daniel Jones should have been in that game in the fourth quarter. I thought they should have protected him and pulled him out. And barring injury, their season will be over without Daniel Jones. So again, that's on the edge with Micah Parsons' podcast, and I agree with him one hundred percent. I mean, that's not even a hot take. I I know you're you're losing Week One and you're getting shut out. And Brian Dable wants to get something positive, right? That's all it is. Let's get something positive. Let's get a drive. Let's get in the end zone. I'll take Daniel Jones out of the game. But Daniel Jones is making $40 million a year, okay? He doesn't need to prove himself. It's a bad game. You weren't ready. I think he'll bounce back okay. Uh, He's already gotten – he got sacked seven times. He hit the ground a lot. Yeah, should have taken him out earlier. Everything with Brian Dable week one, I'm like, what the hell happened to a guy I thought was the best head coach in the NFL last year? Like, the the Giants showed up and they were flat and they had zero adjustments and they couldn't find a way into this game. And the Cowboys showed up like they were ready to play opening night and they were foaming at the mouth to play this game. And the Giants played like... We're supposed to just come out and, and potentially win because we're, you know we're good. We think that was absolutely inexcusable. I don't put this loss on the Giants because the Giants are a good football team, right? I have them in the in the in the NFC Championship. You have them in the Super Bowl. This is a good football team. They're a good team to show up like that. That's on the coaches. That's on Brian Dable. He's the guy that disappointed me and surprised me the most with what he did this week because the Giants. They should be embarrassed. He should he should have had to apologize in front of the team saying, "I am sorry." I did not get you guys ready for this game. Us coaches, we did not get you ready for this game. Well, we'll go back into an individual
6: player, I'm I'm sure, from this squad a little bit later. But in the same vein, at home, all sorts of expectations, the pundits started to pile on, the platitudes and the love for a squad. And then Pittsburgh absolutely came out and, and got ragdolled by the 49ers. Now, we know the 49ers are one of the teams or the class of the NFC. I undersold uh, the accuracy and, and some of the throw-making ability of, of the great Brock Purdy because uh, he, he was spitting out some dimes uh, on Sunday. But when it comes down to it, you get blasted like that at home and, and you say, yeah, it's one game. I don't know. You're, you got to go check, uh, check the mirror. You know, all of that of... Of what you were building to Tomlin was all talking all tough in the preseason of, Hey, you can't go into a big fight without sparring. And then you got knocked the blank out without, without throwing a punch of your own at all. Right. And now you've got Hayward's banged up and Johnson's going to miss probably a month with a hammy. Uh, so you've got some change that has to go through. So that soul searching for those two squads. And look, we had a lot of no show efforts in week one uh, from a straight, uh, aesthetic sense, probably the, uh, the most I- I've hated week one of the NFL in a long, long time, as excited as I was for it to return. I'm like, all right, here's games I don't even have to pay attention to anymore because one team decided not to answer the bell.
4: <laughs> and I'm not just talking about Chase Claypool in Chicago. Do I got to worry about you? No, this, this game is over. I mean, it really, it, it's, it, it's stunning to me that this is how the Giants show up for week one. Oh yeah! And, and, I mean, look. That that's why the Seahawks game uh, surprised me more from a team because they're supposed to be good, right? Like they're supposed to be good, and then they they lose to a team that's just doesn't even look like they should be on the same field with them, and they get boat raced by them. That's a this is this is a good team that showed up and just how do you lay an egg like that opening week? I mean, how do you do that? That—that's not. That. Yes, did the, the players execute? No, but they looked like they were deer in headlights into the second quarter in this game. What's happened? What? What do we do? There was no fight. There was no anything. There was. We don't have the answers for anything. The game plan the Cowboys have—they know everything we're going to do.
6: Just like uh, Baker Mayfield knew everything the. Uh... <laughs> the The Vikings are going to do. It. So I mean, you know, you've got all of that stuff. It all comes together, full circle. But yeah, we, just the, for the Giants, I man, all the the identity. I mean, you gave up your identity, and now you have to rebuild from grounds from from just the start, man. Just just from the ground up because you you absolutely no showed in a big spot.
4: Exit, how about a fresca? Exit Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, live from the TireRack.com studios. Coming up next, we get back into the biggest NFL story the past couple of days with a bold prediction that's a little weird, Fox.
1: Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Allison Bree.
5: Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
0: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80.